We are chatting with Ian Mark, who has a book out now called Adventures of a 70s Rock Photographer and has some unbelievable pictures in there. Thank you. I originally started just going to bands like when I was in grade seven. The, yeah. the first concert I photographed was Kiss, Manford Man and Savoy Brown, three bands for four dollars. And I just walked in and just started taking pictures, and that's how I started. And then uh, about uh, a year or so later, a friend of mine who manages a record company when they existed in downtown Calgary said that he knew somebody who was a writer with the Calgary Herald who wanted to start his own magazine and would I like to be his photographer. He didn't have money to pay, but when you're in, when you're in high school, you don't care. You right. just want the experience. So I met him, and the next thing I know, I'm uh, photographing for Music Express. Jeez. What did your parents think about a young teenager going to... Uh Get educated, so to speak, in uh, bars a, and clubs. and <laughs> A different kind of education. Yep. Actually, my home, nobody drinks or smokes, okay? So it was a fairly uh, conservative home, I would say. Yeah. And my parents did have some apprehensions, like, uh, was I going to become a druggie or something like that? But right. uh, when you are in, in that kind of environment, you see those people who are, who are in full uh, control of their faculties and others who are not. And I just was never interested in drinking or smoking or doing it, any of that. And if, if you want to take good shots, you can't do it stone. So yeah, uh, you just can't do that. So uh, I, And I think that's why sometimes I meet people who come up to me and say, oh, so you photograph rock groups, how much of this do you remember? Sort of inferring that I don't have many memories because I must have been in a drunken stupor or stone <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Well, I never was, so I, I remember almost everything. And you have been with some of the biggest rock acts out there. I mean, The Who, Fleetwood Mac, Kiss, Queen, the list goes on and on and on. I was, you know, when you look, I actually only photographed bands from about 1974 to 1978. But in Calgary, the... The big side of that is that Calgary wasn't, it's not New York. You don't get uh, the stones coming through or anything like that. Not at that time. They just didn't have the, the, the venue big enough to do it. The, the, the top side of that is that you can get close to the bands. They're playing in small venues. It's, they're bands like Cheap Trick or Kiss. Like I photographed Kiss in 1974. Nobody really knew who they were. And so you could get right in front of the stage because nobody cared. Okay? Right. So the best side is that you could you can get some of the best shots ever. Like when I photographed Queen, yes, they were well known, but when they played in Calgary, it was only in front of a um, uh, in an opera house that seats maybe twenty five hundred people. Wow! So I was I was always within five to ten feet of Queen um, all the time. So when you look at the book, my shots of Queen, if, if I dare may say so, are really uh, spectacular. Okay? I have to agree. They were absolutely my favorite. You really did capture them well. The, the other band that I'm very happy with, the shots that I have, and I have sort of a love-hate relationship with this band, and that is Rush. Yes. I photographed them uh, in an outdoor concert in 1975 when they opened for Nazareth. Nobody knew who they were, and there was maybe, maybe 1,500 people there. Really? Okay? And I was right in front of the stage, so... Um, my shots of them are oh, great, yeah. especially that concert, like their, their, their color. And uh, yeah. that's one reason why Rush refused is the only band that I photographed that refused to let me sell their photographs online. They sent me letter after letter from their lawyers telling me that I can't sell my photographs online. And uh, I tried to make peace with them. Can I sell? Can I pay you a commission, whatever? No, 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 no. We're going to give you $5,000 to buy your photographs. Then after that, there won't be a problem because we're going to own them, okay? And then after that, I decided that I was going to do a book. Because with a book, you can use all the photographs you want as long as they fit the storyline. Okay. When, when people look at those, they ask themselves, how could they wear clothes like that? Like, you, you get it, he's wearing this red kimono. Like, you, you wonder, yeah. they, there's no doubt they never made the front page of GQ if they ever 
they ever cared about that. <laughs> no, no. And even Freddie Mercury and his little leotard thing. I don't even know what you call that. To be honest, I photographed lots of bands. Out of the lots of bands that I photographed, maybe 10% are great, and maybe 1% are in the stratosphere. And Queen, from the moment they came on, you know, he had a voice unlike any other. He could sing notes that nobody else could sing. And together, it was just a magical band that will, that will never come again. And I, I'm very happy with the shots that I have of Queen, even though, they, like, they did two nights in Calgary, and during the first night, I was attacked in, in, the, in, the, front, uh, in the front row. Yeah, it was a fan that just started kicking you? I, I don't know. I was just taking pictures one second, and the next second I know, I'm being kicked in the chest and uh, luckily there was a, uh, a guy that I knew from Brimstone's produ- Productions who was bringing in uh, Queen and he was called the bear because he's like mm-hmm. a grizzly bear okay yeah and the next thing I know I'm on my back I see him uh, coming down lifting up my attacker he takes him to the uh, doors leading to the green room but instead of opening the doors with his his hand he takes my attacker and hits his head on the door oh. to open it leaves a crater the size of a head <clears throat> and uh and he uh, kicks, kicks them out. When you're photographing a rock group like Queen or anybody, the who, whoever it might be, even if you're not on drugs, you're high on adrenaline. Yeah. So I just go back and I start taking pictures. And uh, when the concert's over, my boss says to me, Ian, you have to stay up all night developing and printing because tomorrow I'm meeting the band. I'm hoping to meet them in person. I want you to use your photographs as a uh, leverage to get me in. So I was up all night. And then around 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, I realized, oh, my legs are hurting me. Why? And I lifted up my uh, pants, and you could see they were black and blue all over, and that's when I remembered, oh, yeah, I was attacked. Because once I started photographing again, I, for- I forgot about the attack and everything like that. Right. It wasn't until the middle of the morning that I remembered it. Jeez, you're just so focused on getting those done. That's right. Did you get a chance to meet Queen then? Um, the next day, we had an interview with uh, Thin Lizzy, who was opening for Queen. Yeah. And um, I was up all night, so I was tired. I developed the shots. Queen, we went to see Thin Lizzy. They refused to let me photograph them. I went home, I went to sleep, and Key Sharp went to see uh, Queen. I was never invited along anyway. Sometimes they just want to meet the, the, the person who's interviewing them. Okay? Right, yeah. And so <clears throat> Keith gave them my photograph, so I can tell people that Queen have received my photographs, and uh, he interviewed them. He said that once they saw my photographs, that the uh, their Queen's manager invited him to come in and talk with them. Good action shots, which is always tricky to get, I'm sure, with the lighting and what have you, and especially with the technology that was available to you in the 70s versus now, so to speak. You know, back then, people don't, with digital today, Yeah. you take your picture, it autofocuses for you, it does the light meter, everything. Back then, an, automo- an automatic camera is one that was considered to be an automatic camera if it had a light meter, okay? So when you're taking pictures, you're having to focus yourself and do the light meter at the same time. Yeah. And, and in a rock show, a, de- a decent one anyway, every, every second the light is constantly changing. I've seen interviews with Freddie Mercury where he said that he was expecting light people to put on a new show every single night, okay? Wow. So with that, yeah. uh, it was a different thing back then. But, you know, <clears throat> when you look at my shots, there's one of Freddie Mercury that I just love, and people, it's my most popular image of Freddie Mercury. It's one where it's sort of in between songs. So you can tell that he's, on his face he's got that relief that, okay, we just finished one song, people are loving us, and we're just getting ready to go into the next one. So he's, there's that look of emotion on his face in between the songs. Okay? Yeah. And it's not totally sharp. There's just that touch of blur to tell you that um, it's an action shot. 
Okay. Yeah. And uh, people love that more than anything else. You know, sometimes people say, your shots are slightly blurry. Maybe they are. It's the 70s. It's film, for heaven's sake. <laughs> but at the same time, it's that slight blur that gives you that feeling of emotion, I think, yeah. that makes a great shot. Gives you the character of the shot, too, right? You really yes. can, can see yes. what Freddie's thinking and feeling at that moment. Yes. Ian Mark, it's called Adventures of a 70s Rock Photographer, and it absolutely has some amazing shots and some really cool stories to go along with it. Ian, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. You're welcome. You can get it at Sunrise or online. So where online can they go? To Amazon or Chapters, but in London, um, you can get it at the Sunrise Record Store. Awesome. Thank you, Ian. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye-bye.